Welcome back to the Sandler Files. You are listening to the season finale. Yeah. Where we are discussing... Episode 15. Is this 15? Big 15. I thought we were on like 12. No. Oh boy. Okay. This is episode 15. No gimmicks this time. We're Mm -hmm. just going... We're going to talk about... The classic. We're doing classic formula for our, our season finale and we are going to be discussing the film, The Divine Comedy. Now, this movie, Jeremy. Oh, you gotta, we'll talk about it after the theme. That was the, okay, all right. Yeah, roll the theme. (laughs) Imagine, if you will, a collection of films. Films varying in style, tone, and quality yet all imbued with a cosmic power, allowing them to captivate their audiences. A powerful portrait of a babysitter who tells tales so real they warp reality around him. A terrifying tale of a TV remote with the ability to fast forward your life. A hotel of horror used as a gathering place for the most terrifying of God's creatures. I don't say blah, blah, blah. Or even a chubby mall cop on a mission of sweet revenge. As you watch, find yourself traveling beyond the familiar terrestrial boundaries of genre. You have found yourself in a space beyond laughter, beyond pain. You have entered the Sandler Files. Max, uh, how, do, how do you feel about the Divine Comedy? This was amazing. You liked it? The, uh, this, Of course I liked it. It was weird, dude. I liked D- it because it was this weird. This might be one of the best Adam Sandler films. It's certainly just, one of the best we've watched on the podcast. Just yeah. for sheer audacity of ideas. It's like Shakes the Clown. Even but better. Uncut Gems almost. I, it's, it's like on the tier with those, right? Where it's so interesting. <laughs> I can't believe you're putting Shakes the Clown on the same tier as Uncut Gems. <laughs> on... I'm putting it there on on the most like, on how interesting it is. Yeah, uh, right? I definitely. Uh, <laughs> it's just a quick intro for those of you who are not aware about the Divine Comedy because this is one yeah. that I wasn't really familiar with before we started looking at the podcast. No, I, it's not known at all. I'm surprised I had not heard of this. This is this is like a a true hidden gem here. So. Yeah. The Divine Comedy is an Adam Sandler movie that started out super early in his career. It came out the same year as Billy Madison in 1995. This is like young Adam. Young Adam. It's a okay? little baby boy in this. This is like an indie like art house film that played at festivals and was so half controversial, half critically like disregarded at the time, which I think was a mistake, but we'll get into that. Yeah. But like absolutely critically destroyed on one side and like controversial on the religious right for other reasons so it um (laughs) it like it played at festivals internationally but it never got theatrical distribution in the u.s and it never got released on home video here because the production company that produced and distributed it uh went out of business because this movie failed so badly because they didn't have the u.s this this is an amazing story i want to watch a documentary about the story of this movie it's incredible um should we just jump into the... Let's get into it. So The, the people need to know. This is directed by the Dante sisters, who uh, were kind of big, like, very hyped in the 90s as directors, as these, like, auteur directors. I think they did, like, art, a few art films yeah, before this. Yeah, but this, this then... like, destroyed their career. So let's, uh, let's get into it. So 
in the movie, we start off, Sandler's playing this guy called Gordy Abrams, mm-hmm. who's like this um, stand-up comic who's not very good. Uh, doesn't He's have much flopping. success. Yeah. He has this rival, uh, Judas... I forget his last name, played by Chris Rock. Yeah. And then... Um, his his roommate Andrew Wiggins is played by Rob Schneider. <sighs> Rob Schneider. Look, I'm surprised it took this long to get to like a, a really big Rob Schneider role in one of these movies because we haven't really had one. Yeah, Chinese waiter was his biggest role we've seen. Yeah, and yeah. Hubie. I think those are the only two really. Can I be Grandma's completely boy. honest? Yeah. He was in Grandma's Boy. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like I'm the mover so guy <laughs> or the landlord. Yeah. I think his performance was actually not terrible in this movie. I thought he did a decent job. I agree. It's probably because he's not doing an accent. No, he's just him. He's a major supporting role, but yeah. he's um he's Sandler's roommate who's also who who's like con- trying to convince him like this comedy path is not for you. Like it's not working out. He's, yeah. he's failing he, he in every way. He can see that he's flopping up there on the stage, but yeah, Adams. He's just. He's got the gut. He wants to keep going. Like, he's supportive, but he's not... He's like, look, we gotta be realistic at a certain point. Um, and then you have his girlfriend, Stacy, who's uh, played by Mia Sara, who was in Ferris Bueller. Yeah. She was that the was girlfriend cool in... to see her, because I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff. No, I mainly only knew her from Ferris Bueller, so it was yeah. cool to see her in this. Anyways, she... The plot kind of gets rolling when she convinces him, hey, you should meet up with my dad and get a, you know, normal job because right. he can hire and that you. dad. The dad. Henry Winkler. So her dad is Henry Winkler, and, and Gordy goes in to meet with the dad, and and the dad kind of reveals, like, oh, I love comedy. I've always thought I could be a comedian. Like, I respect yeah. you so much for, you know, taking a shot. And he, like, reads He's off. He's like, some, oh, I could never go up there on that stage, do what you do, but you, you got what it takes. And he reads off some jokes, and they're not yeah. good, and Gordy's like, okay. But um, her dad is, like, works at a publishing company and he's always had this dream of starting like a comedy magazine mm-hmm. so he gets he's like hey gordy do you want to go into business with me oh i can't believe i forgot to say this this movie takes place in the 1970s it was released right. in 95 yeah that's important yeah sorry so it's, it's like, like a, a period kind of throwback thing yeah it's that, weird how they handle it kind of because it's yeah it's taken kind of seriously it's a serious movie like you think, I think. you think it would be more of a comedy film with adam sandler in that, and it's then, about a comedy magazine but yeah. it's pretty there, there are comedy elements, but it, it's it's delivered pretty, like, yeah. straight, right? Like, seriously. Yeah, which I was kind of for when I was watching it. So, uh, Henry Winkler and Adam go into business uh, creating this magazine called The Divine Comedy, and Adam hires his roommate, Rob Schneider, to write for it. So, that's <laughs> kind of the team behind the magazine. The magazine is the name of the movie. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of parodying, I assume, like, National Lampoons and Mad Magazine, yeah. like, the creation and rise of those. It's, like, kind 70s. of a, a weird startup underground Yeah, like piece a cult of media. kind of... Right. Because this was, like, a thing in the 70s that happened a lot with these magazines popping up um, that were, like, satire. And so I guess it's kind of, like, a, a metaphor, kind of stealth biopic about these kind of companies. Yeah. It's not, like, one for one, but it's it's an interesting kind of uh, It is cool idea. to see, kind of, like, the world that they were in. I don't yeah. Know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. So the first issue comes out, no one really reads it, it's whatever, but the second issue, they do this controversial thing. Right. Where they have this, they have Rob Schneider pose they... on the cover mm-hmm. as Hitler <laughs> on the cross being crucified. So we got Rob Schneider dressed up as Hitler now. We can add that to a list of... I want that image, because I feel like we can, like, blackmail him with that. Yeah. That's true. a joke that I'm joking, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's very it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of creates this controversy and buzz around the magazine, because, you know, 
the religious mm-hmm. right is like horrified by this. Yeah, and uh, they're they're kind of being like as offensive as possible to get people's attention right and people start reading the magazine and going oh this is actually funny yeah but you know you've offended a lot of people shock at first yeah so that's when two things kind of happen first gordy hires like the magazine gets big so the Mm -hmm. staff gets expanded and gordy hires judas chris rock who was his rival to come start writing because he's a successful comedian to come start writing for the magazine as well funny back and forths yeah like they're actually really good together on screen the three of them actually yeah it's it's good that's that makes me excited for grown-ups again because I, I just like them together oh, you know i'm not excited this what? is better How are you than not grown-ups? excited for grown-ups i'm kind of excited for grown-ups i guess it's it's true it's more predictable than this so we also get introduced to the kind of central antagonist of the movie so gordy adam sandler oh, yeah. is invited onto larry king to talk about like the controversy of the the magazine and, and he's can you of... believe they got larry king for this yeah he's in the <laughs> he's in the b movie can you believe it uh and uh He's kind of ambushed by this like right wing guy who comes out mm-hmm. and uh, and is like representing the religious rights. He's like a lawyer almost. Yeah, he's a lawyer. It's Harvey Keitel. 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 Yeah, I've never known how to say from him. the Tarantino flicks. <laughs> he he's good. He's like evil. I in love this. him. I, Dude, I always he's like him. chewing he's got... every scene he's in. It's yeah. great. So um, Henry Winkler starts to kind of get cold feet wanting to censor more of the content now that there's like legal threats and it's becoming like really a big yeah. deal it's but like threatening to sue and everything gordy's getting like and his and his kind of crew are getting like more and more famous in hollywood and so he kind of is leveraging that power to keep the magazine as like this yeah. this we're gonna offend everyone at any cost possible so um judas invites gordy as he's getting more famous to this party with all these hollywood types where he meets this actress Catherine played by Halle Berry in an early right. role for her too. Um, and he begins to have an affair with her, which is not good. Ooh, not, not good for, for Ferris's girl. No, kind of makes me not like him very much. But, mm. you know, she kind of pulls him into this, like, like throughout the movie, she's pulling him further into, like, debauchery and, like, drugs and booze. And yeah, kinda... cause he kind of lets himself go into, like, this weird party life. Yeah, like, kind of contributing to his, his downfall a little bit. So, um... You know, things at the magazine begin to get, like, tense because there's all these attacks from the right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, Henry Henry Winkler's getting cold feet. And Rob Schneider feels like Adam's been, anno- like, ignoring him a little bit. Yeah. His girlfriend's Every- Everyone's ignored. just kind of, like, up in arms at each other. They're all point. getting, like, yelling. At- it's getting yeah. very tense all the time and stressful. Um, and before things kind of come to a head there, you have... Who comes in but Mr. Steve Buscemi? <laughs> Cast for this movie is ridiculous. Yeah. I can't believe and they this. Got, they got Steve Buscemi and Harvey Keitel from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. They never interact, though. But no. they're both in here. So, Steve Buscemi is like a Hollywood, like a slimy Hollywood agent. Yeah. And he wants them to start making movies, which kind of mirrors what happened to National Lampoon with, like, Animal House and Vacation and Caddyshack. Um, he wants them to start making movies. And so mm-hmm. they agree to go to Las Vegas for this meeting where they they're gonna discuss like plans to to start yeah. venturing into film um so the way they kind of create like a 70s las vegas too is impressive i like i like the lot. sets are good like, no it's good it's a it's well, this nice movie, production they spent money on this yeah. movie um so you know that the the group who goes to vegas is adam sandler rob schneider um chris rock and uh henry winkler 
and Henry Winkler invites his daughter, who Adam's been cheating on regularly, right. to be like, oh, you get to spend some time with your girlfriend in Vegas. And Adam's like, haha. Yeah, he's like, hey, let's take a load off, you know. Yeah, we're going to relax. We're doing business here, but, you know, We've what been happens stressed. in Vegas, yeah. you know, we're all, we're all good. The problem is, uh, of course, you know, drama ensues when the actress lady, Halle Berry, that he's been sleeping with, she also, to surprise him, rented herself a room at the hotel. And it's he's yeah. got to kind of keep them separated and like, uh-oh, you know, everything's coming back to bite him. But the real drama in Vegas happens when the big protest scene happens. Yeah, right. Do you, so With Harvey Keitel? Yeah, like he, he's running, like all these religious people have, have gathered outside the hotel and the security guard... Shaq, right. Yeah, oh my God, I forgot I, about him. I was waiting for you to talk no, about this. Okay. No, I absolutely forgot. It, it, pause... Is this like the first Shaq cameo in a Sandler film? It's, it's gotta, gotta be. be. It's so early. I don't even yeah. know. Maybe this is how they became friends. Yeah, because Shaq's in his prime at this point, right? He was actually playing basketball like actively. Yeah, this so he just plays up. like the bouncer in Las Vegas. Yeah, he's just like a security guard for the hotel, but he's in two scenes when they arrive and when the protest happens. Mm. Um, so this big protest is going on, and like there's a lot of people. Like It's almost like surreal, and you don't believe that many people would be in Vegas just to protest, but it's like a huge it's, crowd. It's massive. So, like thousands. So, uh, Adam goes to Kaitel and is like, we got to stop this. This is ridiculous. This is crazy. Yeah. So Harvey is like, if you meet with me one-on-one, I'll see if we can, you know, get the dogs down. Set up a private meeting. So they, they go off in a car together and this is, okay. This is when the movie goes off the rails a little bit and gets real. You might be thinking, oh, it's just a seventies kind of weird drama comedy hybrid. Yeah. Uh, it gets a little, a little more artsy, a little more uh, art housey. So entertaining and crazy. Yeah. So... Basically, Harvey Keitel abandons Adam Sandler's character in the desert and is like, if you, if God shows you the way out, like, you'll survive. Yeah, it'll be like, you'll you'll survive. I hope you realize how powerful that is. Yeah, he's like, I hope God shows you the sins of your ways or something. Yeah. It's weird. But he, he leaves him in the desert to die. They drop him off and just drive away. Right. And so he's in, he's in the desert and he has this whole, like, spiritual religious journey that is, like, well, genuinely, goes, it's kind of moving and beautiful at times, I'd say. Yeah. I don't, it's pretty well done. He finds, like, this little pond. What do you call that in the Like the an desert? oasis. Yeah, yeah. And what does he do, Max? He gets, well, he gets, like, Jesus powers. He starts walking on water, and he's having fun with it. And It is the weirdest scene. And then the music's really intense as well, like, super dramatic. It's, like, half Bruce Almighty, but it's shot really well and artistically so that it feels, like kind of powerful and like special it's, it's like adam thought he was doing for his almighty but i it works for his character like i don't know how they did this but it's it's genuinely like one of the most interesting scenes i've seen yeah. in a long time so he finds his way back out of the desert after this like religious episode um but big drama ensues because um the media is gathered because this famous person was like disappeared for like 48 mm -hmm. hours um, dead. and so his friends are all gathered around and his girlfriend when Catherine, the actress runs up played by halle berry runs up and kisses him in front of the cameras, in front of, Ooh. you know, his girlfriend, in front of his boss, who is his girlfriend's dad. So mm -hmm. shortly after that, there's this really intense scene back at the offices where um, Henry Winkler basically has this big monologue where he fires Adam. He's, dude, Henry Winkler can... he Dude, this was like pre-Barry when he got like known yeah. as like a serious actor, but he kills it at times. He's, he's had this power for a long time and he, he releases it when he needs it. He was not just the Fonz. That's what we're finding out. Yeah. So... There's this big monologue, they fight, Gordy gets fired, and he has nowhere to go. So because of this religious experience that he, like, re-remembers, he decides to go to Harvey Keitel and, like, 
mm-hmm. and like try to understand what happened to him. And Harvey's like, "I'm glad you you saw the error of your ways. God <laughs> it's showed time you the to truth. Baptize you. There's this, this baptism <laughs> scene is so long. This was like it was like they tried to do the desert scene twice, but it didn't quite land as well in the no. baptism scene. It was a little more ridiculous. The baptism scene is more just Adam Sandler getting baptized in slow motion. It's like if Zack Snyder directed <laughs> True. Directed if a there was baptism. a Leonard Cohen song over it, yeah, it's Zack Snyder. It's it's Zack Snyder's baptism scene. So he walks into a dark room and Harvey Keitel splashes the water on him. It's very weird and intense and the lighting's very moody, but I get it's provocative and interesting, I guess. It's almost it's Adam Sandler. I can't believe Adam Sandler's in this scene. It's almost erotic, and I don't yeah. want to say that, but it's no, like it's weird. You look, you look in any character's eyes who is and on screen. There's a lot of like point. heavy breathing and like yeah. It's like a lot of a lot of real close up like hand shots touches. of hands touching yeah. like but. It didn't land as well as the desert scene, but it was interesting, and I see what they were going for. Yeah, Dante sisters are <laughs> certainly interesting weird. directors. Uh, so he becomes kind of a pundit for the religious right and starts writing a movie for them and like working on all this stuff. And that he kind of gets famous for that. It's almost like he's like a Scientologist. Like it's weird how they drew these parallels. Yeah, that's almost what it feels like to me. Which is before Tom Cruise and all that stuff happened. So it's true. Interesting. Yeah, it is. It is like a very. How do I say this? More like a gang. It's like a cult. More yeah, than, cult. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, more they're than making the religion look more. Yeah, like a cult. Um, and so he, his girlfriend uh, that he cheated on, comes back, and they have this big like emotional reunion. But I like that she like didn't take him back. She was just like, "I care about you, and this is not healthy." But like, you were a jerk, and like, there's no chance of us getting back together. Like, don't come back yeah. for me. Come back because this is this is not like you. I, you know, there's a, a better path for you than this. Yeah, and so. He, like, after this, he has, like, another awakening, and he goes on TV and, like, denounces, like, the cult and is, like, they're terrible. He goes back to the magazine, begs for his job back, and he's working there for, like, not even a day before. You might think the movie's gone off the rails at this point. This is when it gets... (laughs) Oh, the finale. Controversial ending here. Harvey Keitel declares religious war on well, the Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, everything at the magazine is, like, going well. He's Adam Sandler comes back. You, it you seems feel like, like it's the movie's a, about to end. It's about to end, right? Like, everything's going great. You know, everyone's on good terms. You see, the whole office is working fantastically. And then... Harvey Keitel declares religious war on the offices with, like, a mass of followers behind him. Yeah. Like, the, the Vegas protest times 10. Yeah. And they storm... Oh, guys in robes? They storm the offices... They 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 kidnap Adam Sandler. They put him on a cross, <laughs> and they block the military and the police from accessing him for three days. They crucify the Adam movie, Sandler. The movie goes on for like twenty more minutes for a three day crucifixion of Adam Sandler as this guy Gordy, and Adam Sandler dies on the cross. <laughs> We're not done. You you might think okay it's peaked. Yeah, he dies on the cross, and then the rapture starts. Like, okay, wait. so they take everyone in the in the office hostage as well, right? They're all being to forced the to pray off. at the yeah. monument of this cross. And Adam Sandler's up there; he's dying. At first, he's like screaming. Then he like loses. It's real disturbing. They but show a lot of time passing. And there's like spiritual moments, like he has awakenings, and then but then he's also desperate to get down. Like it's it's very weird. And then there's there's a scene where he's just like staring off, and his eyes close. And you see blood and drip like, from his hands ah, a little bit. Ah, yeah, it's blah, like blah. the choral music. Yeah. And he dies, and the rapture happens. It's just raining blood. <laughs> a lot, like Judas gets raptured. Um, you know, uh, Rob Schneider gets raptured. Henry yeah. Winkler gets raptured. 
Jesus is Chris Rock. Um, his girlfriend gets raptured. The actress does not get raptured. That's important. Mm-hmm. They like cut away to her to show she does not get raptured. It's specifically, you have to know. Yeah, that she was in the wrong. Shaq gets raptured. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad we we cut to like, Las we Vegas. See, we see <laughs> a lot of the character. Like Steve Buscemi doesn't get raptured, but like yep. Shaq does. Um, it's it's interesting. The rapture scene's really interesting. <laughs> so they show pretty much every main character or side character from this whole movie to tell if they got raptured or not. And then the end of the movie happens where it's revealed. There's been like we've been following as well, like Harvey Keitel's journey and this one um like apostle of his who is played by um Bob Odenkirk and mm-hmm. like who's like a priest. And Which like, because he wasn't that big. No, he was point. not that big. He yeah. was just like doing improv and stuff. Like they got a lot of guys from like the comedy scene. Mm-hmm. So they have this last scene together where like Bob Odenkirk is like, I don't know why I wasn't raptured. And Harvey Keitel reveals that he's Satan. And like he, he manipulated these events. And that's the end of the movie. Yep. It just ends on a Bible quote. I forget what it is. Leviticus 1110 or something. Yeah. Very interesting. Very weird. <laughs> um... We've been talking a lot, so we just got to get to ratings. Uh, you can, True. But we really liked it. It was a weird experience, but it was very interesting. Yeah, highly recommend. Uh, I'm going to give it a, you know, 10 out of 10 on the Sandler scale because lots of cool cast members. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Of... Cool cast members and then crazy plot. That's that's the best you As can ask As a movie, for. like an 8.5, but still recommend. Very solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to trivia? trivia? Play the thing All right, okay. If we have time, otherwise we might just have to go into it. Let's go trivia. <laughs> Okay, this film was booed at the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. Which is it's pretty good. Yeah. So it released, I mean, it got, everyone saw it and they went, what is this? Well, everything either gets standing ovations or booed at Cannes and like, yeah. for like ridiculous amounts of time, but this was like 15 minutes of booze. Like, it was hated. Oh, yeah. People just started walking out the yeah. second like the big religious turn happened. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This movie was filmed completely out of order and none of the actors were given a full script. That's so messed up. And Adam Sandler has gone on record saying he had no idea about the serious religious tone, claiming he thought all the spiritual stuff was a joke. Wow. Okay. That's a... That's intense. (laughs) Uh, the only actor who read the full script was Shaq. (laughs) (laughs) How do they know? Okay. Good for Shaq. Shaq, big man. I guess that's why he got raptured. Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson was initially considered for Adam Sandler's role, but dropped out as soon as he read the full script. That's probably why they didn't let the actors read the script afterwards. You might be honest. I'd something. be interested to see Owen Wilson's take, but I think Adam was the perfect casting for this character. Yeah, I really I, I think Owen Wilson it. would have taken it too straight. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, a documentary about the production of the film was in the works, but a cease and desist sent by the Dante sisters halted the idea shortly after it was announced. I would love to see that. This story That's has so to be told. There's definitely something going on here. Uh, HBO recently considered a reboot of the film for streaming services. I would... I don't know if I'd watch it. I don't think you can recapture the magic. No. Why are they rebooting this? No, just let it... It's perfect as it is. Like, it exists as this artifact that is so <laughs> fascinating. Uh, Dante sisters were briefly in talks to direct the upcoming X-Men films, but after the poor reception. Oh, because that was, like, right around that time. The X-Men films were in development in 95. Oh, so the hype over this, they were like, that's interesting. Okay, so they got booted after this came out. Oh my god. Wait, they would have done the X-Men. Okay. Dang. Uh, In the scene at the Hollywood party when Adam Sandler's character is dancing with Catherine, he performs the same dance move he performs in Billy Madison. Okay. That's great. He pulls that one out a lot. The film has never had a U.S. theatrical or home video release, and we know that, don't we? Yes, I can talk about this. Yeah. So, 
the the trailer was played in U.S. cinemas at a certain point, so some people might be familiar with the trailer. You can find like a really bootleg version on YouTube if you know where to look. But it's, of the trailer, but the yeah. movies almost impossible to find. I had to download it from a sketchy website with like like Swedish subtitles. It was like clearly like a DVD in. rip. Yeah, it, it from was a, a different it country. Was a, it was a bad DVD rip. And there was like foreign subtitles baked in that we couldn't remove. <laughs> yeah. And it was like really low resolution. It's like Borat. Still a very... What? Like the opening to Borat. When oh, it's all yeah, 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 yeah. The subtitles and everything. Still a very interesting watch. Like, but it... And I feel like it almost added to the aesthetic it, yeah. that it was low quality. But you can't get this in the US. Like it's not streaming anywhere. It's not... I want like Criterion to get the rights to this. But the problem is the company good. like shut down that had the distribution rights. Yeah, so... they're not selling it. They're not selling it. Because nobody wants to buy it. I think it should be preserved, but that's just my opinion. I I don't know. Oh, of course it should. I'm really upset that it was so hard to find, but I'm glad I did find a copy. Yes. You oh, I'd no- buy like an HD copy of this Blu-ray. It took Blu-ray. me like, like at least 10 hours to find. <laughs> yeah. Like I was searching. This was an on and off search. For a while. Yeah, because we've known about this one for a while. Lost just like hope. not how to find it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, very cool though. I, I'm glad we watched yes. it. Let me do a quick Google review. So there's no Google reviews in English, so I had to translate this uh, in Google Translate. Uh, <laughs> it's from Goldbear72. He said, This is one of the most interesting films I've ever seen. Many interesting ideas that make me think. Adam Sandler is always laughing, which I think is supposed to be, like, funny, and it just got... He's always laughing. He's always funny. I, I, I don't That's know. That's up like, for debate. Okay, but yeah. yeah. Watch <laughs> if you want to laugh, think, cry. Movies should be watched more taught in schools, maybe. I recommend 10 stars. Hard to disagree. It's hard to disagree. It's very, it's such a unique experience. If you can find a way to watch it, watch it. Oh, absolutely. It is. That's why they have to release it somewhere. People have to see this. We got to show this to people. We got to let the world know. <laughs> I don't know how we get the word out there about this movie, but it is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, that's our, that's our talk on the divine comedy, the divine comedy. Definitely a strong way to end the season. Oh, oh yeah. Some that's an amazing season finale. We've got about five minutes left, so I guess we can we can wrap up the the season then. Yeah. Because you know, and if we're a little under thirty, that's fine. Well, it's, it's been a long ride this year, viewers. I've had I think it was I've had fun. I, I hope mm-hmm. we do more. Like I like I want to do more gimmicky stuff next year if we come yeah. back. Yeah. I like the little the that's, little. We we went a little bit more a little more wild this year instead yeah. of straightforward. And it, this one was straightforward because we wanted. To, this is such an interesting movie, and we couldn't think of a good idea. We just wanted to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we need more time to talk about this one. Yeah, we didn't want to. We didn't want to, you know, murk it up with with little bits in between, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun this year. I hope we get to bring it back next year because I love talking Adam. Oh, we Sandler. got it, we got it. Yeah, this is. I just want more. I want more Sandler next year because we got we got that little delay week of two Suarez in a row, and I was miserable. Yeah. Uh, I want I want all Sandler all the time. Oh, I guess we get to spin the wheel at the end of this as well. Oh, I didn't even. Think I that. absolutely forgot about that, but we'll, we'll find yeah. out what we get to watch. You know what? Like let's spin the wheel ages. now because I I feel like we've wrapped it up. Uh, yeah, let's go. Thank for you it. for listening this year. It's it's been really fun. Uh, and we're excited to hopefully come back next year, but mm-hmm. this this has been a fun little second season where we've diverted, yep. and now we'll uh, we'll spin the wheel to see our first movie next year. Here we go. The wheel. Okay, when we oh. come back next year, little little peek for you guys in September when we come back. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Deeds, Mr. Deeds will be if we come back our first movie 
Uh, I, I haven't seen Mr. Deeds. I haven't seen it either. That'll and be that's interesting. Like an, that's a classic Sandler. Interesting first one. Uh, yeah. So I guess that, that wraps it up. Yeah, except for the fact that uh, the Divine Comedy isn't real. Yeah, uh, fun little April Fool's joke we, we decided to pull, even though it's April 2nd when this comes out. Uh, yeah. This movie doesn't exist. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Got him. Get playing. Got him. <laughs> we made up that whole plot. Uh, yep. The Divine Comedy isn't real. Awesome. But thank you for listening yeah, this season. Thank you. Look, sorry we lied to you for half an hour, but hey, you know, that's what we do with our fans, you know? Yeah, just, we, yeah, we said we didn't do a bit, but the whole episode was a bit. Yeah, gotcha. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> 40 chess, okay. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to The Sandler Files this year. I've been Jeremy Conte. And I've been Max Dreesen. And uh, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow at The Sandler Files on Twitter. We'll probably tweet, like, maybe twice this summer. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be dope. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, I'm at jconte1 on Instagram. And I'm at maxtracks2001 on Instagram. And we will see you potentially next year if we come back with Mr. Deeds, uh, yeah. which is a real movie. It's not made up. Yes. We promise this time. I promise. You can trust us. For real. Yep. Okay, bye. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>